Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why is the tomb necessary? Why do we need to hear about Jesus being laid to rest? After all, he had cried out, it is finished. Our sins were paid for. He commended himself to the Father by saying, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Why did it matter after that? Well, there's a little little considered fact that Jewish custom needed to be followed. That Jesus needed to be laid to rest before the sun went down in keeping with the Jewish custom and right. Furthermore, that in order to conquer the grave, Jesus for three days needed to lay in that grave because that's the sign he gave to the leaders of the Jews. And so it was. Two followers, two secret followers, influential men, took care of the final arrangements. Two outsiders, not one of the twelve, took the body of Jesus down off the cross, wrapped it in linen cloths with the proper spices, and carried it to a nearby tomb, to a tomb owned by Joseph of Arimathea, one of those two men. It is there that Jesus is laid to rest. It is there that a stone is rolled before that grave. And it is there, attested to in all four Gospels, that two women were sitting across the road from that tomb and knew exactly where Jesus had been laid. Joseph appears in all four Gospels. Nicodemus appears in all four Gospels. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the other Mary, the mother of Joseph, the mother of Jesus, were the two women. They appear in every one of the Gospels. And it's important that that fact is known because come Easter morning when that tomb is empty, And they show up. They can say, we saw him laid there. We saw that stone rolled against the door. We know exactly what happened. We weren't so grief-stricken that we ran away. We weren't so stricken with grief that we didn't know what finally happened to him. We saw it. We saw his body wrapped in linen. We saw him laid into that tomb. We saw Joseph and Nicodemus place the stone. We know. And then they go home and what do they do? They prepare spices so that they might go back after the Passover Sabbath after the required rest that they had to give. 
and so that on the third day they would discover he is not here. He's risen just as he said to you. I said there's one unique feature that's in only one of the Gospels, and it's in the Gospel of Matthew. And that is the Jewish officials going and seeking to seal the tomb. Because that imposter said, on the third day I will rise from the dead, seal the tomb, lest that happen. His disciples come and steal his body and thereby make the last lie worse than the first. Why is it important that the tomb was sealed? Why is it important that a guard is placed before that stone? Nobody, nobody can sneak up and steal the body. The women see him laid to rest. The tomb is sealed. Guards are placed. And everyone goes home for the Passover, Sabbath. As soon as that Passover Sabbath is over, as soon as it's declared day, the women head for the tomb and they find a surprising find. It's all undone. The stone is rolled away. The seal is broken. The guards are gone. And so is he. The garden tomb becomes the symbol not of our death, but of our resurrection. Just as death could not hold Jesus Christ, just as a seal on that tomb could not stop him from being raised from the dead, so death cannot conquer us. Death cannot keep us in the grave. Satan himself, cannot dance upon our casket and say, never shall you rise. For Christ has already proclaimed himself the firstfruits of the many sons to rise from their tombs to dwell with their Heavenly Father forever. This is what brings hope to Christians at the time of death. This is what allows them to get beyond the grief and find the hope, that precious balm that wraps them up in God's love and assures them that all things will be okay and that their loved one is not abandoned and forsaken. Because Christ lay in the tomb, because Christ rose from that tomb, when we lay our loved ones to rest, we can say with all certainty, Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I broke into German there. We'll see you later. Because indeed we will. And we can go and prepare whatever party we want to have for that time when we join them in heaven. I like to picture at the death of people the party that happens inside that gate as they meet all their loved ones who have preceded them. And as the rejoicing is outpouring and Jesus walks up and greets their loved one with these words, Welcome. I've been waiting so long for you to be here.
What a blessing it is to know that the tomb that did not hold Jesus does not hold us either. And that it is but a momentary pause. In each and every one of the cases, there is no argument. Christ died. Christ was wrapped in linen. Christ was laid in a tomb and a stone was rolled before it. But those same writers record a much different story at that garden tomb on the third day hence, on that Sunday morning when death's power is broken forever. May we rejoice in the garden tomb, not for the garden, but for the tomb, the conquered tomb, the powerless tomb, the pathway and gateway to our heavenly rest. And when we come to the time of our passing, and we face our own tomb, may we do so trusting in our Lord Jesus Christ and comprehending that it is not the end, but that it is a new beginning through our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus and life everlasting. Amen.